everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this episode, number 119. And we have an exciting episode today, Community Highlight and Discussion. And our guest is our very own Carol Mackey. Yay! We know this will be an inspirational and participatory event. So buckle up, buttercup. This is the time to join with your bibliophile friends on Writing Works Wonders. I'm Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Hey, Kathy. Hi, everybody. And I have a fabulous co-host, too, and I'm so blessed to be able to call her my friend. And if you want to know why I call her the master of the universe, you'll have to check it out in our web design for authors book. Hey, I didn't even think of that when I was sending you that joke this morning about Darth exactly. Vader and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> exactly. I thought the prompt was dark ship, S-H-I-P, and light, L-I-G-H-T. I'm so excited about our first cruise. Look at the size of the ship. It's huge. After five days of blue skies and sun, the light began to fade. The ripples became little waves. Within an hour, the waves were rocking the ship. We were ordered to go below deck. We heard a crash. The lights went out. We were encompassed in the dark. The end. <laughs> Marlene Massat. Hello, Marlene. Okay. This one is called Mr. Purry. It's a ballad. He can be steel gray as a ship's hull or black as a shadow at night. Mr. Purry can be any creature of imagination hiding from the truth of light. He remains steadily in the solitary solace of your soul, which is where he chooses to be. He can comfort and console but Mr. Purry can be wayward, choosing to egg on the villain, encouraging you toward evil deeds, if only you are willing. Is Mr. Purry friend or foe? You may start to wonder. Good or evil is your choice as toward consequences you plunder. The end. Thank you. Very mysterious. Mm -hmm. Today we have a spotlight, highlight, somebody in the hot seat to talk with. <laughs> 
Carol Mackey. Thanks, Carol, for, for accepting to be in the hot seat with us. That seat is hot, believe me. It is hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So will you tell you. people um, a little more about yourself? Let us all get to know you, where you're from, and about your sight loss journey. And if you wouldn't mind your age, because age is not a barrier for us to make positive changes. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. I truly, truly am. I'm 80 years old. I'm in pretty good health, but you know, you get to be 80 and your body is, is t- tapping you on the shoulder and saying, oh, this part needs you to pay attention. There's always going on. I was married for 50 years and I can't believe that. My husband has passed away, but I'm very, very blessed in that I live in my own home and um, it is my home and it is safe and secure and wonderful. My children are scattered across the country. I have three children and five grandchildren. They're in, let's see, Colorado, North Carolina, and South Carolina. So I have wonderful places to go and visit. And I have family also in Boston. My eyesight journey, my mom was, when she was pregnant with me, had German measles. So I was born with um, heart murmurs and cataracts. And fortunately, and At the time, it was tough, let me tell you, but I had surgeries and did end up with with very usable sight in both eyes. I was able to drive for 20 years, and I worked and drove with issues all along the way with my eyesight. The, The real crucial thing for me is that when I had to stop driving, which was, it's now 20, it was in 97, so 25 years ago. Um, that I thought the world had ended. I truly did. I thought, that's it. I'm done. And also in connection, very directly connected to this, this group, I thought I was not going to be able to read anymore. And that would have been, that was, would be equally, I have to say, equally was felt like it was equally devastating to me. But through um, the state division for the blind, I got um, connected with talking books and had some computer help and a number of other things that really have made my life very, very livable and comfortable. I've got more I could share, but but, uh, I think that's it, unless you had a question about, about where I am. And where I am right now is my sight is getting worse, but I still have it. So I take what I can and use and use what I can as best I can. And you also live in a place where there isn't public transportation up there where you are, right? No. But you get around mm-hmm. and do well. Yeah, and it, if you add, add that, and that is such an important and, and difficult thing for all of us to deal with. I live in the best town ever. We have volunteer drivers here that we can get volunteers that drive us um, locally twice a week if we, you know, is what's available to us. And it's pretty neat. Carol, how did you find us? How did you find the Writing <laughs> Works Wonders? And why the <laughs> heck do I continue to come back? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's over two years, I think, since I've been coming. And that's been just, just wonderful. That I think what first attracted me to 
the group right off the bat was the title, Writing Works Wonders. And it's so, I love words, so there you go. I mean, that just, yeah, writing does. Words, writing works wonders. And that's all those words, and it just flows, and I love it. Um, And I have found so much here. And the reason I keep coming back is um, that all of you and the community I find here, along with generally what's on ACB, but also that all that the different experiences and different places all of us are at, many of us seriously uh, published authors. How impressive is that? And also all of the other wonderful things that happen here. I love hearing the authors that you bring on to be interviewed. And they're people that I've read their books and love their books. So that's just been, been wonderful. Have you always had a passion for writing or is that something that has evolved? I know you and I, we both related to stationary stores. I don't even think they have them anymore, but just loving the smell of paper and stationary and different pens and things like that. But yeah, but writing in general, has that been something you've always done? I I have, I think. As a child, I did some writing. I used to keep a diary and a serious diary of pages and pages and pages of writing. That was wonderful and really a great start. Um, the other piece, I've always been an avid reader, absolutely avid reader. Don't bother me. The world could end around me. And I was, if I was <laughs> in a book, I'm gone. I was there. I was in another world. And that's been my whole childhood, whole life, actually. Mm-hmm. When my children were young, I can remember sitting in a chair and just praying that the kids would just be quiet and stop, no fighting, go away, and let me finish this book. You know? um, mm-hmm. that, that was really a passion. And I did take some writing courses in college. And as a matter of fact, wrote a, a, a silly children's books with drawings and all that kind of thing. It was, it was fun, actually. And that was probably my starting place with it. Um, but today, it's become more of a passion to me. It truly mm-hmm. is much more important to me um, than mm-hmm. it ever was. And I think I feel more settled in writing the poetry that I do. Thank you. Now, it's Kathy's turn. <laughs> We know that you have published your first book. Can you tell us the story of that? This is very exciting. (laughs) You know, it's funny that that I don't think of it as having published a book, frankly. I've had some poetry um, submitted to magazines and had it published in a kind of limited way. But um, during COVID, I started exchanging emails with one of my grandchildren poet poems. I started, I wrote a poem to him and he would by return by email would send me a poem, just short little poems. And we, we ended up, we did it, we started in April and went through August writing. I ended up being about 45 poems. And it was a wonderful experience for both of us. Started out and I thought, well, maybe this will go somewhere. Maybe it won't. But it did end up just continuing and through that. And I, after we were done, I thought, you know, I really want to give Nate put this together as a book. 
And I did. And I went to a local, very low-key, low-techy thing here. I went to a local printer, small printer, and said, this is what I want to do. And we sat down and we talked and figured it out. He printed it for me and I have these books. And the wonder is the whole process of doing that was wonderful. And part of it, and I was thinking about it when I realized what we'll be talking about, that one of the things was when I looked at it initially was ready to send it off, I thought, oh, I really should, should do some revisions here. And I stopped because how could I revise his poems? Because they were his and his to revise, and I didn't want, they were some of them silly, some of them made sense, some of them don't, didn't matter. So if I wasn't going to revise his, I couldn't revise mine. I felt that that would be a disservice to the whole idea. So I didn't. And that was a real revelation to me, to realize that, yes, revision is important, but in some contexts, it's not appropriate. And I didn't feel it was in that one. And that was a wonderful experience. I sent out a number of those books. I still have a a number of those. And I would strongly suggest to anyone that this might be a way to really encourage writing. Just a little bit of an aside, my daughter was talking about my that same grandson. She had given him a bunch of cards to give to his, his teachers. And she said that he wrote poems in several of those. And I was just, I started, I really got tears because I know that he could he felt he could do that because of what we had done together. So there's all kinds of ways to get things to to find our ways to to the along the way, and sometimes they're just in very odd directions that they come. Just answers or, or solutions. But it was I was honored by that. Truly honored. Thanks. What a wonderful experience to have with your grandson, and then to see him use those skills later on. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that also what you're talking about, about not revising the work because he couldn't revise his really speaks to, you made a decision to have a publication that was authentic to what was produced during that time. And Mm -hmm. revising the whole thing would have provided a very different outcome those are decisions that we make as authors as we're going through a publishing process. So I I think you learned a great deal through that. Also that I learned that I realized was that because if I went back, had gone back to him and said, we've got to revise, that would have brought, made it that he would have taken it as, oh, it wasn't good enough. So, oh, we've Mm -hmm. got to fix it. Well, it was good. It was wonderful. So why take Mm -hmm. that away? Yeah. For sure. Carol, would you share with everyone what you put in the back of the book? That was really powerful. So I just thought, I know if you would describe that, I know people would love to hear what you put in just at the end of the book. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, they live in North Carolina and they have horses. And my grandson rides. She took a picture of him riding away from her in the woods. It's a big horse. And he's sitting up there, and his leg is sticking out. He's riding along with his back to, to the picture. 
and his two dogs are trailing along behind. And he has on he has on a messy shirt, world class soccer player shirt, because he does play soccer. And there he is, this kid perched up on this huge horse, riding off down this path, this wooded path. It's a wonderful picture. It it doesn't matter who he is, but the whole image is wonderful. Thanks for asking about that, Cheryl. Appreciate that. So another question we had for you, Carol, is how long have you been practicing the habit of writing poetry every day and sending that out via email? Thank you for asking about that, too, because that's been quite a quite an experience for me. I've been doing it for two years. I started in 2022, and this is the second full year. And every morning I send out a poem. I write very short poems. There's, there's nothing wrong about them. It's a whole variety of thought topics. There's no particular rhyme or reason. And actually, the rhyme or reason, if I had to find one, is that it's more like a diary than anything else. Because you always know what's going on in Carol's life from her poems. And it comes back to haunt me sometimes, believe me. I write them the day before and send them out first thing the next morning. And I don't go to bed until that poem is written. And how do I come up with things? It's amazing to me as I sit down to write. Sometimes it's an idea that comes to me earlier in the day and I'd better sit down and write it down right away or at least write the idea down because it's going to go away from lose I'll lose it somewhere in my head if I don't. And often it's just what has happened this, this day that has struck me or, an, or something someone shared. And the interesting thing is that I it, now I send these poems out to 50 people, some of whom I know, some of whom I don't. And many, many of them I've never met as is with people on this call. Often, there's something that happened that has to do with one of those people. So I have to, sometimes I've been going to sit down and write a poem about a particular topic that came up with someone else, and I realized, no, I can't, because they would know that I was talking about them or that it was referring to something that in our conversation, and it wouldn't be appropriate. So sometimes there's a whole wealth of poems that never get printed in, in, a, in my daily poems. But that's kind of the process. I can't say I have these brilliant insights, but often it's just a, a, sometimes it's prompts from writing works wonders, as today's poem actually was. But also it's sometimes just silly things that come to mind. And I do them in, in um, limericks. Um, I've done them just with rhyming silliness or a made-up kind of theme uh, or way to write the the, uh, the poem. And some of them are not very good, I have to freely admit, but I'm in the process right now of revising them. It's a slow one, but I've got to get, uh, get uh, a way to be accountable to someone to get that done. And that's um, that's where I am with that. Yeah. So this is the big question, Carol. We want to know what your writing process is as far as do you write every single morning? Do you write all day? Um, 
we 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 are we have a burning desire to know this because you ask everybody that question. So yeah. yeah. Do you do it yeah. into your house? Do you do it outside? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, every author, we leave this question because we know Carol is going to ask it. What's your process? <laughs> and you did allude to it a little bit. But I we did, want more detail. We want you. more details about the the process. Okay, um, my poems are short, as as I say, and and, and they they're short. Not normally fifty words or less. It varies. I wish I could say that. Oh, at ten o'clock every morning, I sit down and write my poem. Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't happen that way. All the 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 biggest piece of the process is that I know that I've got to get it done. And that's huge. And that I have a deadline. I've got to have it ready to go in first thing in the morning when I send it out. So that before I go to bed, I have to have it written. So that's really my process. It truly is. It's, <laughs> oh boy, I'm going to pay for this one. And <laughs> it's there's no real, I, I wish I could, and I'm trying very hard to find a way to have some kind of like, I'll talk, you know, call someone up and say, I'm writing now for an hour. but And um, that that's not going to happen. I know it. And how long does it <clears throat> take me to write a poem? I have to admit it, it usually just comes to me. Um, it does not take me very long. I would say from start to finish, often it's um, 45 minutes, sometimes less. And sometimes it just comes to me, and the words do. What often does happen is the next morning, before I send it out, I will, of course, reread it, read the poem, and often do a lot of revising right then. That's about about as as much of my processes as I ever get. It is... uh, yeah, I'm so I apologize to all you authors. I've been a pain in the neck about that, but um, <laughs> tough luck. You're not a pain in the neck. That's how we learn. And when you ask, you're very sincere. And we do. We oh, want yeah. to know. We love to teach you. And we know we can. We wouldn't kid around with you if we didn't think you could. I really mm. appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. So real quick, before on. we open it to questions, could you touch on how Hadley has also you in your writing and a few calls there and then you listen to the podcast. So have they helped you through not just vision loss walk, but how has that encouraged and helped you in your writing also? Hadley's been is a really been wonderful. I also have become um, a bit. I love. I'm learning Braille, um, and I started. It's just about a year ago, year in December, that I first started learning Braille, and I'm doing it through Hadley. They have a wonderful, really, really good program called uh, Everyday Braille. I I guess that one way to define I think of myself. I'm really curious about everything. I always, and people will kick kick me or want to kick me off, and I suspect, because I always want to know why. And Braille is really challenging, but it has been a wonderful journey learning it. And I now can read Braille, and I will say that when I 
got uh, the first book that they send with the audio is for the letters in Braille, A, B, C. And I thought, oh, I can figure this out. Yeah, right. Because A, B, C are very simple, very direct. No, then becomes D, E, F and the rest of the alphabet. It's not quite that simple. And it's and practice, practice, practice. The other thing that Hadley offers, which has been wonderful, is another blind community and a different one, but but a lot of similar people and similar uh, people show up and they have all kinds of, a number of discussion groups from a crafting circle to a writing group, to a book group, to tech kind of things. And all different content, and also a Braille group. And that's been wonderful, along with the ACB Braille groups. They are, they are um, the I Love Braille calls are absolutely a gift. And if you're thinking about Braille, getting or about learning Braille, to do that. So um, Hadley's been really a wonderful, in conjunction with the ACB community, been a wonderful Wonderful gift to my my blind journey, my sight for journey, and all that goes along it goes along with. So yeah, thanks for that question. Janelle, I think we have some hands. We do. First up, Dr. Lynn Corral. Hey, Carol. I had no idea you were a writer, but I'm glad to know that. <laughs> I really appreciate you being so committed to Hadley and to ACB. Thank you, Carol. Abby. You know, I don't always have time to come to this particular program. The Fridays usually aren't good for me, but today was one of those rare days when I was able to make it. And Carol, I admire anyone who can sit down every day or every night, in your case, and write a poem. Of course, my problem, and I don't think this is really a problem, but it is definitely the reason why I don't do this. I wear several different hats. I'm a writer. I've published six books. I've got a seventh one coming hopefully next year. I'm a blogger who posts, you know, at least twice a week, if not more than that. I maintain my own website. I'm a singer, a musician, so and I sing with various groups and on perform on my own. And so all of this is keeping me busy. But you know what? As long as you enjoy what you do, if it's a labor of love, it doesn't matter. The things that you don't have time for really don't matter as long as you enjoy what you're doing right now. But I just want to say, Carol, I do admire you and and I en- enjoy when I do have a chance to get on here. And of course, a nice thing about this program is the podcast. And most of the time, that's how I end up listening because I don't always have time to come in on Friday afternoons, but I can I can download and listen to the podcast later. So thank you for that and keep up the good work, mm-hmm. Cheryl and Kathy. Carol, even though you don't have a, a structured process, as it were, what you shared can be very encouraging to people that do it like you do and who are more you know they're waiting until it germinates in their brain they're thinking about it throughout the day and and then something comes to their awareness they're more informal about their scheduling of their writing time and I'm sure what you said encouraged people and validated them so I don't disparage your your process it's where you are and it's who you are 
I didn't give you credit that one of the things that I have used is your the book, the prompt book. Many of the poems that I've written, I've used those prompts. And I love prompts. They set me off. And sometimes I'll continue with a prompt and in a writing, in a poem. But sometimes it just sends me in a, all another whole direction. But I forgot about I'm sorry, I forgot about that through a prompt book. I'll go back to it and think, oh, I wonder if I, there's something else in here. And I may tear apart something you wrote. But I'll, I mean, as far as a prompt or an idea, mm-hmm. but then use something from it. It's a wonderful mm-hmm. book. Great, helpful book. Mm-hmm. Great. Next up, Alice Massa. Thank you, Chanel. And Carol Hardy, congratulations on the publication of this book. I think it's just marvelous. And what a wonderful idea to do this exchange with your grandson. And I'm wondering how old your grandson is. If you said that, I missed it. And and I'd really (laughs) be eager to know that. And also, I I hope you write an article about this process of your exchanging poems and this exchange of poems with your grandson becoming a book. I think it would be a great article for giving an idea to other senior citizens, whether those become a published book or just a book to share among the family members. It's a wonderful idea. So thank you so much. Thanks, Alice. And I I just Um, want to reiterate, they're short. And it reminds me, everything doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a short story. My grandson at that time was 12, was going to be 13. It's another little bit of with that, as well as something else that occurs to me. One of my daughters-in-law is a teacher. And she shares my poems every morning with her class. She teaches, I think, third, fourth grade. And um, they always, she'll always so often send back and say, oh, they really like this one. Or they didn't get, you know, we talked about that because they didn't understand what you were, you know, talking about or whatever. And I love that. It just, it just gives me chills. It really does. All right. If we're ready for the next hand, Marlene Massat. Carol, I wanted to thank you for being so candid and and sharing your story. I'm 72, so I'm sort of in your club. But you haven't given us the title of your book and where it's available. Also, I'm so happy that you published a book. You are so clever. And the poems that you put on the prompt page and when you share in the round robins, you're just fantastic. I am so happy and thank you so much. My poem, my book is not available. It's, it's a book, but it's not, it isn't. Um, but if someone would like it, I'd be happy to send it out to them. It uh, would, be, would be fine with me. And, of course, I can send it out um, free matter because we're both blind. We're all blind in the blind community, so no problem. But I'd be happy to do that. Sure. Thank you. Will, will you give us your contact information and how much how much I want to pay you for it? So if you give us a um, con- I would contact. say the donation. Make the donation to Writing Works Wonders. Next up, we have Carla Hayes. Hello, how are you doing? And by the way, I'm taking a lot of courage from your story. It just proves to all of us that you can write at any age, in any circumstance, and that 
it doesn't have to be a formalized process because sometimes when you make it too formalized and uh, process oriented, it's daunting and it discourages people from getting involved. So I'm really encouraged by that. But the question I had is in the introduction to today's program, it said something about magazines. And I wanted to know um, which magazines your poems are in. I have in a in a really limited way, but there again, if if I the deadline comes up and I oh I've got a pot when do we want to do that? But it doesn't happen, and that's I I think that's a common common um, sickness. And sometimes we need someone to if, so forgive me for swearing, but kick I need a kick in the ass sometimes, very severe one to do that. Um, I've published in. Um, Magnets and Ladders. I've published in um, what's the other? There's another one. The one in uh, yeah, up north yeah, there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's gone from my head as many things do. And I think in a couple of other um, publications, it's, it's been a, a while, a, a number of years now since I've done that. But um, sometimes it's just getting writing the email or sending it off in the format they want. And that gets in the way, and that's that's no excuse. That's just whatever it is. Motivation. If I if I could get everything done with the motivation I have, I would be world class. Let me tell you, but it doesn't happen. Magnus and Lazarus and the other one. Breath and Breath shadow. And shadow. Breath and there shadow. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. there it is. Breath yeah. and shadow. Yeah, yeah that that I've I've been publishing a couple of times. And this motivates me to get back at it. Mm-hmm. Next up is Lisa G. Hi, Carol. I just want to say thank you so much for your inspiration. You're you're making me laugh so many times. Your inquisitive questions with interviews and just your motivation. Uh, you know, I'm kind of reiterating what everybody else said, but I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all that you do and uh, all your participation and, and laughter through Round Robins and all your poems. I love your, listening to your prom, poems impromptu or thought out. So thank you. I really appreciate you and I admire you and, and I'm inspired by you. And thanks to Writing Works Wonders for uh, making uh, it all and, happen. Uh, where's Lisa? You know, like when you always ask, uh, where, where's Waldo? Where's Lisa? Florida sitting out looking at a beautiful river with winds at 25 miles an hour that about to blow me off the sixth floor balcony. <laughs> <laughs> you asked. <laughs> I know. Thank you. Very nice. Thank you. Next is Zoom user. Hi. Um, what is your favorite piece of writing that you've ever written? My gosh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's just every one of them for because I write them and they come for a reason. I really like. They're just short little pieces. They're little segments of my life. Of the poems I send out every day, um, they really are. And I think that's, I just love the, pro, I love, there we go. Oh, that word just keeps showing up, doesn't it? Um, the, I love the process of doing it. It just keeps me challenged. 
Um, and what? But I haven't written anything of any great significance that I can say. Oh, is that book? I wish I could, but I don't. I guess I don't wish I could enough. But um, but it's just doing it every day, and every one of the poems, and going back and seeing them, and doing some revisions, and and the next. And I am determined to get this the poems from this year, from 2023, to get those poems, um, go back, revise them all, and get them published. And that, that I make a commitment I really need. This is inspiring for me to do that. And thanks for that question. I appreciate How it. has Writing Works Wonders helped you, motivated you, encouraged you? Oh, it has been really a gift. Truly, it has. Um, it is, it's hearing how other people do things and because, and, and I might think, sit and think, gee, you did it that way. That's, I never thought about that. And it doesn't mean that I'll do what you thought, which, how you might do it, but it, it makes me think about it. I love to be made to think. And sometimes it's, it's something that will absolutely disagree with me. And so we get into a like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. But I love that. Just bring it on. It makes me think. And that's one of the things that, that one of the big things that Writing Works Wonders continues to do for me. And I love the Ryan Round Robins. And I, mm. I really love them once you clean them up and we hear them. That's a whole other story than what I heard <laughs> when, it was, when it was being produced, so to speak. But they are really fun. They are just fun oh. and challenging. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but it's it's ongoing. It's ongoing, and, and just the honor of, of being of being on with so many people on this call, just in the community, who have written yeah. things and published yeah. them, and, mm-hmm. and talk about that. So yeah, we yeah. learn something new all the time, don't we? And we do have another raised hand, Alice Massa. Thank you for letting me ask another question. Uh, Carol, I I know Marlene asked what the title of your book is, so I'm still wondering about that. And also, many times when there are two authors or an author and an illustrator, there will be at the front of the book two dedications instead of one. So I wonder if you did write a dedication for the front of the book and if your grandson did and I, one final quick question. Are you the Carol who has so many houseplants who is sometimes on the <laughs> agriculture and gardening call? Of yes. These, calls? yes, I'm getting myself out of the trees. Wait a minute. Yes, I am. I am. Oh, you should tell everybody here who doesn't listen to those gardening calls how many houseplants you have. I, I, at last count, I had 60. And I live in a wonderful house that I have a lot of windows in every room. So, and I have no, I have, I have no curtains. I have win- <laughs> plants hanging in the windows and plants sitting on tables in front of the windows. And I live where it's okay. They, you know, I'm surrounded by trees. So it's all quite all right that I have bare windows. The title of the published, I love being able to say I have published a book. Um, is the book of po- of poems, and that was the title that my grandson wanted to have. That was his choice of what the title would be. It's the book of poems. It's as simple as that. 
And as far as dedication, we both wrote a short little piece about uh, of introduction. It was more than more about what it had meant. And it it uh, very short. And my my grandson <laughs> wrote um, how does he put it? I'm not looking at it right this second, but he said. It, we did this in five hours. Well, kind of like not five hours. Maybe it was 40 hours we did this book. And it was, he was so cute. And uh, and thank you. And just it was a pleasure. And, and it was just a delight, that ongoing connection with him. That it's never, it's, it's really, it, it deepened our relationship. And it made it special, really special. Oh, I'm yeah. sure thank it you. did. Thanks for asking. I, I, Abby earlier said how much she admired you, Carol, and I want to add to that how much I admire your grandson. Many years ago, I taught that 12, 13-year-old group of students, and it was a joy to teach that age group, despite what most people thought. Uh, I enjoyed that age group, and and uh, to have a, you know a grandson of that age to do this with you i mean it's really extraordinary so mm -hmm. please yeah. give yeah. him my congratulations also i will i will yeah i substitute taught for a couple of years in the junior high age group and i always enjoyed them very much they were a little loony but they were always <laughs> just 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 <laughs> you got who you who you saw that was it there was no mm -hmm. pretense or anything about it. So thanks. We have to start wrapping up, Miss Carol. This has just been wonderful. I hope everyone who's on here has gotten something and enjoyed learning more about Carol because you are great at our on our round robins. Carol, thank you. Thank you for being so gracious and being with us. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm truly honored to be among such wonderful talented people and to, to have the opportunity to speak to talk about what mm -hmm. I do in my little corner of the world. Thank you. And the prompt for next time is, I'm going to give you two. And the first one is holidays, snow, and coal, C-O-A-L. Holidays, snow, and coal. And the second one would be what you'd like to happen in the coming year. Keep it simple because it needs simple is more sustainable, whichever you would like or both. I think Kathy's going to have both of them up there. A hundred words or less. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Kathy. Thanks to everybody. Thank you to all of you who continue to come and be here with us because, gosh, I learned all the time and I respect, respect all of you. Thank you. Kathy? Thank you, Carol Mackey, for being such a wonderful guest. We really enjoyed you. And thank you, everyone, for your terrific questions and participation in the show today. You are the folks that make this an amazing episode. January 5th, can you believe it? January 5th, 2024, our guest author will be Linda Lale Miller. And she should be an exciting visitor and guest author interview for us. We look forward to that as our next Zoom call together in 2024. Be sure to visit WritingWorks Wonders 
Above all else, we want you to enjoy the wonders of writing. We look forward to being with you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.